You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the Thunder Quack Podcast, the official podcast of thunderquack.com. I, <laughs> I've completely forgotten what the intro is, but you know what? We're just going to roll with it. We're just going to go. We don't have time. There's no time. There's no time. It's, I was it, totally going to do it with you too, just to throw you off because I was like, oh. it feels like this kind of day to interrupt the like opening. Thunderquack.com, which you can get every Tuesday. Um, patreon.com slash thunderquack like our podcast producers brian morowski and jj samuel or you can wait and get it late every friday on podcast services across the galaxy i'm one of your hosts amanda conkin <laughs> i am your other host uh michael cohen and <laughs> i almost did amanda conkin it was really hard to do that second <laughs> i i man what what a what a what an episode you guys are in for. <laughs> we recorded last night. We recorded for two hours. Awesome. Uh, it was a great episode. Okay. It was fantastic. Um, but I, but our recording uh, app, Soundtrap, uh, I, I just completely screwed up. It just absolutely crapped the bed. And I... I so we have to record again. Obviously, <laughs> that's what you're hearing. Um, I, I will note at the beginning of this episode, you heard a different intro than normal. Uh, we we have cause for celebration, so we got we've got that that Ewok oh, yeah. celebration music at the beginning, which I can no longer be surprised by because yesterday yeah. I didn't know that, that was going there, and now today, right? It's um, the empire has fallen. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a new a new day has dawned. Uh, in the galaxy and uh, and uh, although <laughs> I the tone is slightly different today than it was yesterday so I I because now it's been a week and today uh, Trump and his cronies were up to some good old-fashioned evil nonsense um, the sorry go ahead I wasn't able to pay attention to any evil nonsense today because all that kept happening was in every meeting I was at, my director kept bringing up the landscaping, the like Four Seasons landscaping. <laughs> like it, yeah. it happened in every meeting. He was like, did you hear about this? This is the funniest thing that ever happened. And then I found it's like this, this article awesome. that I kept like auto sharing where I was like, man, it just doesn't get any less funny the longer that it, <laughs> like no, the more removed you doesn't. are. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, especially like when, when you see... Uh, have you have you seen the video of Giuliani when when the news came down oh, that, that, uh, oh. that that they called it and he was like who called it and they're like <laughs> all of the networks and he goes he throws his hands up in the air in the most futile gesture and goes oh all the networks and it's like yeah dummy all the networks including Fox News you you rotten radish like jesus oh i love that it's 
so great. I haven't, okay, so I have really only been a part of this, like, the landscaping nonsense through, like, other articles and really yeah. great, like, a top-notch article in The Independent, like, a UK like it was like UK journalist or something, but it was just great. Like them describing the like sequences of events. And it just, it's just, yeah. maybe I should actually watch oh. it happen. But <clears throat> Saturday was fantastic. Saturday was such a wonderful day. Um, I, 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 or sorry, I, I no, Yeah. I guess it was yeah, Saturday was the day that it was yeah. called. Um, I, I was mixing things up. Friday was an awesome day. And then, and although like, it was like more of the, the same nonsense and then waking up Saturday because Friday I woke up early and watched Mandalorian. Uh, and then, and then Saturday I, I got up in the morning and was just like, we were just kind of doing our thing. And then it was like, no, this isn't real. My, <laughs> like, my sister, like, my sister woke me up by going, uh, we, something, something really mundane. And then she's like, Oh yeah. And Biden won. And I was like, Oh, thank goodness. Cause I was ra- I was raging for, for days. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, it, man, I cannot imagine how obnoxious you were on that trip oh. Oh. Uh, as everybody else is trying to have a nice relaxing time in Tofino and you're and like, I was just coming and go, pulling your Georgia! hair out. Georgia, you guys, Georgia, 2000 in Georgia. It was, yeah, that was like all I would come in and rant random statistics and be like, 200,000 ballots? How are they going to make it with 200,000? Anyways, I just like, I didn't believe the Pennsylvania thing until Friday. Like, I was like, no, no. Who's saying that Pennsylvania is going to flip? And it did. So anyways, I was, yes, I was highly obnoxious. I love my friends, though, because they put up with it, so. I mean, I I said this last night. I'll say it again tonight. I I was telling you Pennsylvania was going to flip. I I mean, I didn't. I, I it's I don't know, man. I was cautiously pessimistic because I didn't yeah. want to be disappointed, and now I'm just elated. And Kamala Harris has smashed all the records and all and bro- like so the like meme that's like, ladies, you better get your shoes on because there's glass everywhere. And I understand that like. In many ways, she's very problematic. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's the, top, but... The, like, other things outweigh a lot of that right now in that, like, yeah. look at this representation that's going to make its way into the White House. And she's just going to do some really awesome things. I think it'll at least be like, I don't know. I will say that that was the one good thing about the Donald Trump presidency is that I didn't hear as much about Mike Pence as I thought I was going to. But I do suspect that we'll hear a lot about Kamala Harris uh, over the coming years. So I'm excited. Oh, yeah, for sure. We, we definitely are going to. I, I, you know, when we don't hear what the the VP is up to, that's actually that's actually a bad thing because <laughs> uh, it means that they're behind the scenes and they're doing things that they don't want people to know about, which is exactly what Mike Pence has been doing. Uh, for the last four years. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, it's, it it's, it's going to be great when we get to January 20th at uh, uh, one minute afternoon. Uh, uh, and, uh, and, and Donald Trump is no longer the president. Um, if he's still in the White House, I'm really hoping that they, they have to drag him out in handcuffs. Yeah. Uh, it's highly doubtful that he will be in the White House. He won't be on the premises on that day. He's going to be he's going to be in the wind, as Tommy Lee Jones would say in one of those U.S. Marshall uh, <laughs> movies. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, so uh, we, it's so funny because we're just like retreading what we talked about yesterday. I don't but, understand. His latest tweet is him retweeting himself. What is that? Is that I don't know. I blocked him. <laughs> It felt it felt so good. Oh, no, it felt I, so I good to just him. like on him. But I had I like you were saying that he was up in arms all day. So now I had to look at the news to see what was happening. Uh, he, he wasn't up in arms all day. His I mean, like I think that he he I don't know maybe he was. I w- I didn't see any. Of his hey, he's just been retweeting himself all day. What this the the um defense secretary I think uh or some someone like that I I said in a statement today that when he was asked if they were going to, if they were expecting a smooth transition, uh, uh, a a peaceful transition of power, like a smooth, peaceful transition of power um, in January. And he was like, yeah, we expect a, a smooth transition to a second 
uh, uh, Trump term or whatever. And it was like, um, you're like the, the, the department, I think it's like the department of justice or whatever, like whoever, whatever I like national security, right? Like he's basically like the, the, the head of national security and they're supposed to remain detached um, and serve the country and not the president. Right. Um, And not any one party. Like it's, it's super important that, that those institutions remain independent and, and for the very reason that this is now a problem because uh, it's, it's, it's widely understood that, that, that they'll take no action that could, uh, that, that would like uh, be, I think the word is like determinative, which means that like, like their investigation or their, whatever they're going to do is going to change the outcome of an election. Right. And the, did you ever watch the Comey rule? Uh, no, I'm sorry. You never, you never did. I, I mean, I'm, it's, you're the, you're, you're the one missing out. So I it's know, like, a, you don't have to apologize to me. Um, it's, it's really, really good. And I think that you would really like it. I know. I know. But one, one of, one of the big things in that is like, that was one of Comey's like sticking points is that he kept going back and saying like, we have to do this. We have to do this. It needs to look impartial. We need to look like we're investigating it, but we can't look like we think that one side or the other side is right. Like, and, and in remaining neutral, he gave the Trump campaign everything, like all of the ammunition that they needed really to win their campaign. Right. Like it, it, in retrospect, he kind of made all of the wrong choices, but in his perspective, there wasn't a choice, right? There was never a choice because that the, the, the director of the FBI isn't supposed to get involved in an active election. Right. Um, so like the emails and blah, 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 and all that stuff was, was engineered so that they would have to, um, and now, and now that the shoes on the other foot, basically, I, I, the, the Trump administration has their cronies in there that are just, they're, they're just ignoring those things because he demands loyalty and that people just do what he says. His so, Twitter is such a mess. I've just his Twitter. Oh God. It's, it's pure nonsense. It's, it's, it's just pure nonsense. It's, I'm, I'm it's the like, rantings of a psychotic person. His, his most recent tweet is him retweeting himself from earlier in the day saying we will win. Like what yeah. is this nonsense? And also, Oh, I mean the vaccine today, we could talk about the vaccine. We couldn't talk about that yet. That's true. That's true. Um, and that he's basically saying that like, that was like putting lives at risk for not announcing it before the election. And like, anyways, he's, He's basically also saying that it, anyways. But I mean, cool news about the vaccine, like trials and. Yeah, very positive. I mean, it's still gonna be. I think. I think we've by next Christmas. I think that that things will have, uh, uh, not returned to normal because we're never gonna go back to normal. Normal. Uh, some things <laughs> are going to stay changed forever. But I think that we're gonna be able to go to movie theaters. We're yeah. going to be able to go shopping in the mall. Like, like there will be enough people vaccinated that, um, that, that it'll be safe to start gathering again and that sort of thing. So I, uh, it's, I think, I think the positive here is not that, you know, like, oh, we're all going to be safe soon. It's that, it's that now there is actually, we, we, we're, we're, we can see the other end of the tunnel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's it, the, the, the light has, has broken through and it's like, okay, it, it, we, we've done it for this many months, right. For, for essentially what, like seven months at this point, uh, yeah. I, I, we can do it for another seven easy. Um, and uh, and the most important thing is that like, yeah, okay. There's going to be a vaccine. Uh, there are, a lot of recommendations and plans and, and, and thank God uh, Joe Biden is going to be the one making a lot of these calls. Uh, uh, and, and when I say Joe Biden's going to be making these calls, he's not going to make the calls. He's going to do exactly what a good leader does, exactly what the president should do. He's going to consult 
with experts. And when those experts with PhDs from very fancy, very expensive schools say, this is what you do, he's going to go, all right, then that's what we're going to do, right? Because that's the way that it should work. That's the way that it always should work. But bad managers, bad leaders think that they know better than the experts. And that's exactly what America has been dealing with. But I, I mean, like the, the plan will be that, uh, that frontline workers and people at risk will be the first ones to get, uh, to get the, the vaccine. They're testing it right now, I think is, is where they're at is that like, it's basically, there are some people that are getting it at the moment, uh, so that they can, they can, uh, see what happens more yeah. or less. They think it's 90% effective, which is really, really positive. Like that's a really great result. And it's not just the Pfizer one. Pfizer made the first announcement, but then some of these other companies have come out and been like, yeah, we've got one too, right? Like, like, right. like there are other, there are other pharmaceutical companies developing similar vaccines, um, like along the same uh, thought process. Cause there are different ways to make vaccines. I, I different different techniques I, I, and uh, there are others that are doing the same technique uh, they're just they Pfizer was the first to 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 get there um to the point that they're at now so um yeah I mean like I think I think you can expect it'll be it'll be frontline workers it'll be the people who are most at risk so I I I, I would imagine like people with other conditions the comorbidities and stuff like that 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 would be likely to die from it um and then and then teachers and children and right, right so that yeah, stuff yeah. like school can can resume in in a proper manner and then and especially because like that's such a such a high vector right like it's such a such a like having a bunch of kids gathering in a building together is such an incredibly efficient way of spreading a virus um (laughs) yep which is why every september every parent gets sick and is sick until the summer um but i i yeah and then after that i think we'll start to see it become more readily available to to others and 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 like it's going to it's going to vary depending on where you are right i think that we'll be in a much better situation in canada because we have a much lower population so i uh, the companies in canada that are going to produce vaccines are going to be able to produce them just because of the ratio of the number of vaccines they can physically produce at a time and the number of people that they need to get it to, it's like Canada will be in the clear a lot faster uh, than America just because of the sheer density of human beings. Uh, but uh, but but we're going to get there. And, and I think within the next 12 months, everything will be will be OK. I think we'll be safe. And I think that that's sort of just everybody just needs to keep their eye on the ball. Right. Just, yeah. Just focus on it. Just. Let's let's let science do what it does. Crystal was telling me uh, a couple of days ago that apparently uh, a lot of people who were previously anti-vaxxers have been coming in and getting vaccines. Oh, wow. Uh, getting their kids vaccinated because they've been proven horribly, uh, uh, terribly, uh, uh, appropriately wrong. Uh, in their beliefs that uh, that vaccines are made up and herd immunity and blah blah blah, and it's like, well, actually, <laughs> this is what happens when something gets out of control. So, um, so that's another positive to take away from it is that, like, I'm sure that there are still a lot of dum dums out there who are like, I'm just gonna eat these leaves and that's gonna make me protected. And it's like, all right, that's cool. I just wish you weren't putting your kids at risk. Um, yep. But yeah. Pretty yeah, much. I, if if a if an adult wants to be a dummy and and think that uh, homeopathic remedies are going to keep them protected from uh, infectious diseases, I have no problem letting them uh, get themselves killed. Uh, like I really don't have any remorse or or like I don't have any like like no no uh, tears shed for for people who want to live their lives that way. It's unfortunate when they have kids. Uh, right because they have a responsibility and they're not living up to that responsibility but yeah yeah that's the i don't know if that's just the perspective of a parent but no no uh, i mean yeah what you're saying makes sense like um but yeah so so 
I don't know. Like, like what, what else is there to say? It's, it's wonderful. I'm happy. I, I'm a lot less stressed despite how stressed I was uh, today. I'm a, I, like Saturday was awesome. Saturday was such a good day. And uh, like we baked brownies and we got McDonald's yeah, and watched Nightmare so Before Christmas. Like, yeah. like we had such a good day on Saturday because uh, it was just, it just, it just felt nice. There was a lot of there were a lot of tears of joy scrolling through Twitter, which has not been the case for the last for the last. Let me check my watch. Uh, that's right, five years really, like since he started his campaign. Um, uh, uh, social media has been a nightmare. So, seeing all the videos of New York and and Philadelphia and and uh, and Atlanta, like just and Los Angeles and all these these amazing videos that were that are that are quite literally the moment from the end of return of the Jedi. Like, like, like so literally that it's not an analogy. It's just the same thing. It was just the same thing. Um, and I, I, it's, I, I love the comments of people. It's like, I, man, how bad do you have to be at your job for people to celebrate? Like the death star was just blown up when you get fired. Well, that's, right like yeah that's a uh, that really tells you something um yeah yeah i don't know what it's it's it, do you have anything else that you want to say about this i've talked a lot i mean not really thank you for giving me space if i felt like it but i feel like you were the one that was really passionate about all the all the stuff and i was such a bummer that i don't really deserve to <laughs> like i said my <laughs> i said my bit like i mean now's when the work begins Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of awesome, um, uh, awesome work that like amazing black women have done to get America here. And Stacey Abrams is, I think, one of the heroes of this election. And, um, I think, I think her organization's fair vote is that, but like just the, the, the amount of people that she was able to register and these new voters and young voters and the shifting demographics in the States that are making this like difference in how politics is being run I just think is worth celebrating and and I just think that it's really awesome to see this and that and that there is now an obligation to listen to these communities that we've rallied to come to our aid right come to help Gondor and now we need to I don't know it's uh it's yeah it's it's so cool I I Stacey Abrams is such a cool person worked tirelessly uh, and is is definitely without a doubt I think the standout hero of of this election and I don't think that we'd be having the conversations that we're having without without her specifically and all of the amazing black women like her that that came out and mobilized and got the job done yeah. it's a uh, yeah that's that's that that to me we said this last night that's the biggest takeaway uh, is is uh, is is that demographic came out and did what uh what others have failed to do in the past and and her like stacy abrams specifically is just such a cool person because she's she's a great speaker uh so intelligent so like such great author i didn't know she's a romance novel author yeah and a buffy fan she's Uh, a she's a massive buffy fan She's a um, nerd, basically, and I love yeah, it so yeah. much. She, this is the thing. Here's the thing. She's a normal person. Yeah, yeah. She's a regular human being, but now she's going to be able to make real change. Uh, and and I think that you like it's it's rare to see it. Obviously, like there are so many career politicians, but I think it's so refreshing. I mean, like like I I. AOC is is the same thing, right? Like she's such a such an amazing human being and so smart and so I uh, I I just just such a powerful speaker. Yeah. Um so inspiring. I uh, but then like like she'll do a, a Twitch live stream of yeah. uh, Among Us and right, I love I, it. I, I it was so good. It was like I I because they are real people, they don't have that weird fear of being seen as ordinary. Right. That, yeah. that I think like when you look at, at um, like, like you look at Joe Biden, you look at, you look at, uh, at Kamala Harris, uh, 
that that like they're they're very polished and they're very proper and as much as like compared to the garbage truck that uh, has been just it's not even on fire it's like a garbage truck that has become pure plasma like that is just like it's it's just like it's 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 just irradiating i i would say um that is the the current republican party and administration and how fake they are and how much nonsense they spew and just the the utter bile i mean like like the uh, let's, let's talk about the Mandalorian for a second. The crate dragon spewing, I <laughs> uh, corrosive vomit is not as disgusting as the stuff that some of these Republicans have been saying. Um, the fact that that uh, all but three uh, refuse to acknowledge that that uh, that Biden won the election is just like yeah it's it's infuriating and i i was i was watching there was a senator a democratic senator that made a, a speech today uh and he was talking about like there there are these uh candidates uh republican candidates that they're they lost by massive margins one of them was like 72 points another one was 44 points oh, wow like they lost they lost that's not up for debate. They yeah. lost, yeah. but they aren't accepting the outcome because Trump has emboldened them to just basically stand with their foot in the door and say, I'm not leaving. I want to speak to your manager. Right. Like, right. like, and they're just saying like, no, I need to be present for the recount. I want to watch it. I'm going to audit the whole thing. And it's like, all right, fine. Watch yourself lose again. Yeah. Like, but the, like the whole, the whole nonsense diatribe about illegal votes and the, the illegal vote versus an illegal vote. And it's like, there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud. There is the, there's, there's nothing to back up these claims and it's just, nonsense it's just nonsense and it it is literally just a temper tantrum from toddlers that don't want to go to bed so they're like i have to pee i'd like a glass of water i'm hungry i'm scared of the dark like they're just every excuse in the book so that they don't have to go to bed that's exactly what it sounds like and trump's all caps obnoxious tweets are just they are just the temper tantrum of a toddler that's like it's it's it would be sad if it wasn't so so dangerous because they're undermining the very concept of democracy (laughs) i like just they're they're just saying like oh well if i make a big enough stink i don't have to accept the will of the people everybody else is doing yeah yeah, it's uh, been it's it's been hundreds of years, <laughs> like literal hundreds of years, uh, generations upon generations of of peaceful transfer of power where the will of the people is respected and we go from one thing to the next thing. <laughs> right. And and, you know, like like to every one of these uh, uh, Trump supporters that's crying about like oh you know you got to think about it when how you felt when you guys lost four years ago that's how we're feeling now and it's like yeah the difference is that when we lost we were upset because we were afraid (laughs) like there was a reason to be scared because a lot of people were going to suffer and then did we were right whereas you guys are upset because you lost a kickball game basically like in in their eyes right like there's white people that that are upset that they um, lost I mean, their lives aren't going to change the economy mike a lot of the economy oh, the economy the economy, the economy. Ugh, let's talk about some nerdy stuff because yeah the- we can do that for sure and we and the good news is we talked about it all yesterday so we can go through a checklist and the best part about it is that today we know for sure the umbrella academy got renewed yeah. for another season. Before, before we do that i do just want to i do just want to reiterate the thing that i said last night of like 
we do need to to like you said we need to start uh, uh, working towards a better future there's still a lot of work to do one of those things in my opinion is that we need to we need to to uh, uh, de-radicalize the way that we that we talk to each other and uh, and and now that now that Trump isn't I mean he's still the problem until January but now that the end of that is in sight, we can start having the real conversation of the fact that it's not the it's not Trump, it's not the Republican Party, it's the white ruling class that is the issue. That's why white supremacy is still able to flourish in the year two thousand and twenty, uh, is because that's who's in charge, and and like that includes Biden, that includes Bernie Sanders, it includes. I mean, Bernie Sanders is Jewish, so there's a little bit of wiggle room there. But, mm-hmm. but I, I, I like the, I think my point is 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 still is still valid. Like like the the white autocracy oligarchy ruling class is the problem, and if we can dismantle that, we'll all be better off, white people included. Like that, like that's the thing is that. <laughs> Poor white people are no different to that white ruling class than a black person or a brown person. So get your head out of your ass if you are a poor white person that is supporting Donald Trump. He doesn't care about you except to get your vote. Um, and then he will step on you to get back to his seat of power, right? And they're all the same. The whole the as I said last night, the the bad guys from uh, the first season of True Detective, right? Yeah. The, the, yeah. the the baddies front. Like that's who we're talking about when I talk about this white ruling class. Um, I'm not talking about white people in general. I'm talking about a very specific demographic. Um, and and so when I say we need to de-radicalize, we need to get back to being able to talk to each other and reaching across the aisle as they say to the people that are that are definitely that are that are conservative but that are moderate or progressive conservatives that we can actually have a conversation with and say hey i hear you i recognize what you're feeling here's why i'm afraid or why uh, why your vote for donald trump or a republican candidate hurt me Right. Like so that we can have those conversations and start to understand each other again, Um, because if we don't do that, we're just going to end up it's just going to keep going. The pendulum is going to keep swinging back and forth to the extremes and we'll never move forward. It'll be like every four years or eight years, it'll be, you know, uh, the 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 left wing, if you can even call the Democrats the left wing, are going to move however many yards down the football field analogy that it was a bad idea because I don't understand football. Uh, and then and then it's going to turn over and the and the other side's just going to move it back and we're never going to get any touchdowns. Right. Like like we need to be able to work together on things that are common goals so that um so that we can make the world a better place for everybody not just white people who already have a bunch of money and don't need the world to be any better it's great for them they don't have any problems yeah. bunch of dummies bunch <laughs> of jerks standing on their front porches with their houses with columns pointing guns at people yeah that's anyway. brutal yeah. Umbrella Academy season three got greenlit this morning. It got announced. So I do love have... that yesterday you were so convinced that it was like, I was like, is it? And you're like, yes, it is. And then a quick Google search had told me that somebody had said that they were filming and I agreed. And I was like, great, cool. Yeah. Yes, Umbrella Academy got renewed. We manifested it. I just hope everybody appreciates that. Um, that's the thing. Like, that's really the takeaway from that is that like, you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm so, this is like, the one big thing that I was like the <laughs> sorry to speak about white privilege for a minute, <laughs> like terrible stuff where I was like, the one thing that will really be a capper on this crap ton of a year is to for the umbrella Academy, not to come back, but it's been a while. Like the last one was out like in the summer. And so I don't know. I'm like super jazzed. For- it, well, I mean like it's, it, it, it was, it, it came out during 2020. So yeah. uh, the decade that is 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it is a weird thing of like, wait, didn't that, didn't that just come out? And it's like, yeah, but it was so long ago. So long ago. Like we just got, but here's, here's my thing. 
I really hope for season three, and you might fight me on this. I really hope they do it weekly. Uh, I don't want to binge it. I don't want to binge it. I want to enjoy it. So much. I binged it so hard, and I love it. So did I. So did I. I watched it in the week over the weekend. Like I was done within a couple of days. But but also I was done within a couple of days. Yeah, and then it was. I love that show. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like whenever I binge a show like that, I finish and then I go, man, I really like, should I watch the, from the beginning again? Like, is that what I should do in this instance? Because I, because I, I miss what it. I did. Yeah. I know. But no, I, I mean, I have really liked the way that the boys came out and it gave me something to look forward to every week. Yeah. And considering that the only shows that I'm really starting to look forward to are, are, um, are like bingeable shows that it's like, yeah, sure. You can feed it to me in drips and drops and all. I, it, okay. There's some stuff, there's some stuff that I'm fine with. Like, like that, that go ahead, drop the whole season. Right. Um, because it's the sort of thing that I know I'm not going to sit and binge. I'm going to, check a great example would be the show dead to me right like like i i talked about that a few months ago and crystal and i were watching it it's like even though we had all like the two seasons to to go through it still took us a couple of months a few months to i think like three months to get through both seasons because we would watch like maybe one or two episodes at a time because it really didn't need to be binged um as much as it's very it's a show that's very much designed it's one of those ones that's like the the last 30 seconds of every episode is a omg you gotta watch the next one um but uh yeah it's what what am i watching right now i oh i just started watching queen's gambit and uh which is really really good uh and and it it very much has that sort of like the episode ends and it's like, you're expected to just watch the next one. And it's like, I, interesting. It's so I, I like, sort of started watching, like I started watching it, but I was away. So I didn't, uh, I didn't get yeah. far into it. Um, but I think that the actress is speaking of me binging um, Jane Austen, as I always do. Um, I'm pretty sure the actress is the, is the actress from Emma. I'm just gonna like, is she, she, she Anna plays, Taylor. uh, uh, Ileana, uh, is Ileana Rasputin, I think so, in in New Mutants. Oh, really? Um, which I oh, yeah. have not watched yet, but I really want to. Um, oh, yeah, it's. I think it's the same. It's the same person. She's in like Glass and yeah, The Queen's Gambit, New Mutants. Yeah, so she's she's Emma in Emma in the show that I was just watching, and it's like a thing. Like Queen's Gambit is her face, and I'm kind of like this actress looks really familiar. And then I like started yeah. watching Queen's Gambit, but we were like on vacation. And it was just me, and I was like, I don't want to really watch this right now. Like it seems okay. But anyways, then I was watching Emma today and I was like, hey, I think this is the same actress. So anyways, I she's 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 rad. So she is super good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think that it's <laughs> this is not going to be the last time that she's uh, uh, <laughs> the central character in something big. I think that she's got a good career. Well, she ahead so of many, her. Yeah. Um, she's, I mean, she's already been doing so many different things. So, yeah. Yeah. But now like, I think that this show is going to like kind of propel her. I, I, it's one of the it's it, it's becoming one of the like oh you gotta watch it type of shows but she was um, she's been in a lot of stuff too right like she was in yeah the yeah and anyways it's- um but yeah i i yeah i don't know i just like i i for umbrella academy i would really prefer to just get one episode per week so that i can because like they put out a, a podcast like the the there's like an official netflix podcast that oh, nice they do like seasons for when new stuff comes out and there are episodes for each episode of season two. Um, and I started listening to them and I still haven't finished. I think, think I still have like three left because I'd already watched the season. (laughs) So it's like, like I, I listened to them and then it kind of like, I kind of moved on with my life and then didn't really care that much about, you know, delving back into, uh, umbrella Academy in a podcast form. But if they were doing it weekly, if they were releasing it one episode at a time and I finished the episode and then they timed it so that like, oh, the episode just dropped. There's also an episode of the podcast. Right. Um, uh, That would be great. I would love that. Like, oh, there's that is. And then I'll get the behind the scenes. Right. Kind of like I expect Mandalorian will finish. And then sometime a couple months later, we're going to get another season of Disney gallery Mandalorian that'll go behind the scenes and give us all the sort of, I, uh, I uh, 
like behind the scenes insight and conversations and stuff about about how they made season two um but i think it's even better if it can be you know like kind of the the companion piece of media to to go with a new episode um i mean that's the whole that's what we did (laughs) right with quiver and it's what i do with the star wars shows so um yeah like i i I, it's it it's it's confusing to me that more companies like more production companies haven't caught on to the fact that they could be doing this themselves (laughs) that that as much as the fans do it it's like if you have access to the talent it 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 baffles me but um I guess I guess in the instance of something like Star Wars, it's like why would you win? You have hundreds of people doing this, doing it for free. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Before we talk too much about Star Wars, we can talk through because I want to. I want to talk about Star Wars a little bit too, but I feel like okay. But yeah, no. Okay, well, you you take the lead. You want to talk about the geeky stuff? You you segue to the next thing. I have like I have I have to just check it off. I only have two more things. Um, okay. I, I'll talk about the supernatural thing first because okay. um, because I feel like it's worth it's worth ta- it's podcast worthy and it's like the first time that I that I've like have actual things to talk about. Oh no, three things because I forgot about freaky. Okay, but so supernatural, Destiel, and I feel like last time you talked about it and I feel like you can like explain, but it's not a spo- it's sort of spoilery but not spoilery if you're if you are like at all familiar with supernatural, you know that Castiel and Dean are characters. And know that <laughs> yeah. it is, and they get shipped on the internet all the time. And basically, like in the series finale, which just happened, there is like basically like a lot of fan service happening where people are like, "Oh my gosh, they made Destiel canon!" But it's also very controversial. And spoilers, like Cass dies. Anyways, and so the but the reason that people are on the internet are saying that it was like making it canon is because Castiel like confesses his love for Dean. But then, of course, he dies, and that is problematic because you could also just let him live and it not be a terrible waste of good. Yeah, you can, you can do two things. There are two appropriate ways to, to deal with this. You can kill him off, uh, uh, and he can have his heroic end, um, and he doesn't have to profess his love right before giving everybody what they quote-unquote asked for and then immediately taking it away. Or you can you can just you can just not you can just not have that happen <laughs> if it's not going to serve a larger narrative purpose uh to me it's kind of like you're just it's a, it feels exploitative to me i think that's what it is is that it, and I think it, that's it, part it, of that's part of what everybody is saying too yeah 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 it's just like it's and 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 it's just playing into a lot of really negative tropes uh, you know the refrigerator women in refrigerators hiding your gaze stuff like that that it's just like I uh, I uh, it's just bad bad tropes just bad tropes that we shouldn't be yeah you sullying something like the series finale of Supernatural with I think and then but, people that get so caught up in like just the the like little fan service that they get and then not seeing like the comprehensive like I mean because at its core, that is a good thing. That is awesome to have more queer representation, especially in a show in which like it was really yeah. driven by the fans. There's a lot of positive things there. But the other stuff is you can't just ignore like all the negative implications and stuff like that. So, but it's like, you know, give them little wins. They can have their little win. And, and I think it's a big, like it is a big deal for them to at least have done that. At least something. Yeah. In such a big show and in something that's like so male driven and like this like ferocious female fandom behind supernatural like i don't know there doesn't seem to be any male fans on the internet of supernatural it seems to be all women so there's just like some interesting dynamics definitely with a show like supernatural that i think very much when it first was created i think was supposed to reach a male demographic in in a much stronger way than it wound up uh but I don't know. I think I feel like yeah. I talk about Super Hulock every once in a while, and so I don't know that much about Supernatural, but it always shows up in my feed because I like a lot of um, Doctor Who stuff and a lot of Sherlock stuff, and so like Supernatural just obviously makes its way in there too because Super Hulock owns the internet when it comes to like blogs and stuff. So, is that still the case? I feel like Super Hulock has kind of it probably has because none of those shows are really like super bloggable yeah. anymore. But I mean. 
doesn't stop it from showing up in my feed. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like I, especially like weirdly, a lot of supernatural stuff recently. And I think it's just like, it gives you what you click, right? Like it's like, oh, hey, you want to hear more about this particular meme about aliens? Like the ugh, there's this stupid thing, like um, yeah. like like the humans are like the Earth is Australia, or humans are weird, or whatever, and it's just like alien perspective. It's really annoying, and I don't know how, but my my finger just always clicks because the there's so little writing, and I'm like, what does this say? And then I click on it, and it's a stupid humans are weird meme and i'm like i don't care about this and then it just gives me more it's like oh you like this here here's a whole bunch more stories about that and i'm like stop it stop it pinterest give me more random things that i i, I mean i don't even know what i really look for on pinterest i just scroll mindlessly but yeah super who is still sort of a thing if you are on my particular pinterest page <laughs> do people okay. still use tumblr like is tumblr still a thing or did i no when when who bought tumblr i was it yeah no, no i want to say it's something like that it's like something that was like yeah somebody bought tumblr and when they bought tumblr they they wanted to monetize the crap out of it and you can't monetize the crap out of a platform that is 90 percent porn <laughs> so they put a bunch of uh i i restrictions on on tumblr and and like a bunch of like algorithms to like you know uh determine if you have nipples and uh and and to remove your posts if there are nipples in your post um which yeah they they outlawed nipples on tumblr and when they did that a lot of people left yeah Um, so i mean like honestly like when that happened it was a mass exodus and so it was sort of like when the content creators left because there's there are two type there are two audiences on Tumblr, right? There are the people who are creating the content initially, and then there are the 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 rebloggers and the 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 conversationalists, right? That that create the the ongoing conversation around the original piece of content. Uh, and when the cr- content creators disappeared, there's nothing for the commenters to talk about. And when there's nobody to there to comment, like, why are you going to post your stuff? So it's like I stopped using Tumblr because I used to post art. And I mean, like I never got traction on Tumblr, but even like it, I we went from getting my measly 10 to 15 hearts and maybe one reblog to getting absolutely nothing. <laughs> and so it was like, OK, well, I'm going to go focus on Twitter and Instagram because that's I can actually get some attention over there. Right. Um, but but to my knowledge, Twitter is the only one of the major social media platforms that still allows uh, explicit content. Um, right. Which I mean, like I I don't see much of it on my Twitter feed, uh, but uh, but it, yeah, but it's apparently I, out there. There's the thing that I feel like sometimes I don't use the internet correctly because it seems like there's a lot more nefarious stuff out there that I just like don't. Fine. Is explicit content like, nefarious? No. Yeah, <laughs> I needed to correct you on. Yes, that. like. Yeah, you are. De- you're not. You don't exist on 4chan. You're not. You're not in the deep web. Yeah, so I'm not in the deep. is 4chan you, the deep web? I feel like 4chan. 4chan is the shallow end of the deep web. Yeah, there's guide to the deep web. I mean, I'm not even on Reddit. I feel like I would be better if I like. I don't use Reddit either, but. Um, just because I find the interface to be, I don't know, obtuse. It's like Craigslist. It's one of those ones where it's like, oh, we do it this way because it's old school. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you do it that way because it's it's a gatekeeper tool of like, well, only a certain type of person is going to stick around for this garbage interface. <laughs> um, and the so, internet. Yeah, like, no. But the internet. Okay, well, anyways... I'm done talking about that topic and I can move on to my other two topics. Go ahead. One doesn't take much time. It's just the idea that Freaky is coming out on Friday uh, and it is Vince Vaughn. It's So it's the creators because we were talking about it on our Spoopy podcast uh, for Halloween, uh, Happy Death Day. And so it's the same director from Happy Death Day who is now, I yeah. feel like, leaning into this idea of creating comedy horrors that are like based on like popular movie tropes. So like Happy Death Day was like Groundhog Day and this is obviously like Freaky Friday, except it's a serial killer that gets stuck in the body of like a 17-year-old girl. And Vince Vaughn is the serial killer and seems... 
that it seems like that's it. That's the shtick. But it's coming to theaters, so it's going to be interesting to see how that. Like, I felt like I feel like they're just throwing it away by putting it in theaters. Yeah, but I think I'll watch it. Like, I like it's it seems intriguing enough that once it comes out, I'll probably watch it. But we'll see how we'll see how quick it comes to VOD, which I I assume it'll be it'll be quick. Yeah, because they're not going to make any money in theaters this weekend. <laughs> like like nobody's going to the theater. Uh, and even if they were, it's like the capacity of a theater is like maybe 15 people, 16 people right now. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not an ideal environment to, to do that. I, I personally think it's very irresponsible to release a movie in the theaters at the moment, but um, yeah, I, uh, as I said to you last night, this only works for me. If the 17 year old girl is doing a Vince Vaughn impersonation the whole time <laughs> in the same way that Zac Efron does a Chandler impersonation in 17 again uh, yes. for that whole movie. Like that's the that's only reason that that, that, yeah, it's gotta, like, if you're going to do the freaky Friday or you're going to do like the, like a big or something like that, like it only works if the, the actor that is the, um, I don't know, like the 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 but Jennifer the possessed being a thirteen year old girl. Yeah, yeah. It only works if they are actually like like selling that component of it. Um. So yeah, I I I don't know. I'm like I I I I might give it a chance at some point. It sounds like something that that maybe will come up next year around Halloween. Um. But uh, I am not as excited as you are. I mean, I'm not excited. I just think it's cool that the internet decided to, um, like, promote it for me. Because it knows that I don't like scary movies. But it knows that this is, like, a perfect blend of just, like, weird and comedy enough that I might enjoy it. So, yeah, you know, I'm also the only, I feel like I'm the only one that has made all my friends watch Happy Death Day. And I feel like there's probably an algorithm somewhere out there that's like, hey, you seem like a super spreader event for this kind of company. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting use of the term super spreader, but all right. I, I super spread the weirdest content. Anyways, yeah, no, it's it's on my mind, man. Everything's going to be coronavirus speak soon. So um, I'll finish off with my last piece of awesome content, which I guess is not necessarily nerdy, but it's just very much me. It's very much my aesthetic, and that is the new Netflix uh, series Bridgerton. Bridgerton that yeah. got um, announced, or the trailer just came out for it, which is Gossip Girl in Regency England. So it's basically a crossover between Gossip Girl and Jane Austen novels, and it is a Shonda Rhimes is producing it, and it just seems like so much fun. And I made I made Mike watch the trailer yesterday, and he was less than impressed. So. <laughs> Uh, I, hey, I would go as far as to say I was perturbed by it. Um, it it was it was upsetting to me. What? Um, Come on, it seems so fun. It's just so yeah. Fun. Well, I'm, again, I will say what I said last <laughs> night, which is, uh, Gossip Girl's not even a good <laughs> series to begin with. <laughs> like to to be to be I I uh, taking cues from. Cause it's just a total trash show, uh, which I know is the appeal for a lot. That, of is, that is the purpose of Cosmo. Yeah. Is to watch. Um, but then it's like, this is just, it's when you take, you take gossip girl, a show that I already object to, and you just, uh, slap another genre on top of it. Um, a genre that I don't particularly care for either. I don't have anything against, the the like Jane Austen period piece type of thing, but uh, but it's not my cup of tea. That's for sure. Okay. Um, very particular. Okay, the one th- I was watching Emma tonight, and like there's yeah. like there's like okay, gratuitous is not the right word, but it totally is like gratuitous male nudity. Where I'm like, it's unnecessary for Knightley to come home and immediately strip down naked and then put new clothes on. Like there's not even like it's like he he gets naked and then washes his face and then puts clothes back on so that he can walk over to Emma's house. And I'm just like, this is made very specifically for a demographic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, man. Jane Austen, like adaptation. No, I get I get it. Like I, like that's one where it's like like I get it. I understand. I, it's 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 fine and I have no I have no I have no quarrel with uh with with the 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 as you call it the regency period drama 
stuff like that i whatever enjoy it i i'm i'm happy for you i'm glad that you enjoy it but it doesn't do anything for me and then you you i mentioned that it's that it's shonda rhimes and i have zero interest because she is just the worst uh insert john ralphio gif here Uh, (laughs) the worst (laughs) yeah i I love john ralphio yeah as do I. I no Ben Schwartz. Hey, if it, so, there's a lot of there's a lot of celebrities out there that like eventually they'll turn on you, and it'll turn out that like oh like that oh what a great person Chris Pratt's so wonderful. He's such a wonderful human being. Apparently, he goes to a church that is like that funds very uh, homophobic, yeah, and like uh, problematic things. Right, so yeah. it's like oh boy, who ho that's a that's an issue. That's a problem. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, uh, Gina Carano being like uh, uh, making fun of uh, uh, gender pronouns. And oh, yeah. Whatever on, just stop on social media and 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 turning out to be uh, uh, an absolute uh, garbage person uh, that supports Trump and thinks that the votes are illegal. Um, ben Schwartz, who plays John Ralphio, <laughs> who is also the voice of sonic the hedgehog <laughs> as well as uh leonardo in rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles as well as uh he dewey he's dewey dewey yeah he's dewey i uh, on ducktales uh, he's all of the blue ones he's all of the blue ones it's really important to acknowledge that he's all of the blue ones i I yeah, he is a wonderful human being, and I love him so much. And he is one of the, my favorite people that I follow on social media because he's just a very genuine, uh, sweet guy uh, that uh, like has his head on straight. Yeah, yeah, he's good, and he—they always talk the Middleditch and Swartz Swartz comedy yeah. they have. And the one thing is, is that the the Middleditch dude was there was like a it was like one of the like was it that film? Yeah, it was my first uh, associate. No, assistant location manager credit was on a, a film called Entangled, which was Ben Middleditch, or Middle, Middle. I think that's his name. Anyways, Thomas Thomas Middleditch, Thomas Middleditch, yeah. and Ben Schwartz. But and he and then I was like, who's this guy? And then he was like a comedian. And then I was like, hey, you know Ben Schwartz? Yeah. Even though I don't know Ben Schwartz. Anybody that was on Silicon Valley that. Uh... No, just anybody on Silicon Valley. Anyone that was on Silicon Valley, uh, in particular the 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 lead actors on that show, um, they uh, they're all on notice as far as I'm concerned because of what happened with uh, with what's his face. Uh, uh, the the you did you watch Silicon Valley? Oh, I did not. You ever watch it? Wow, oh, man, T.J. Miller um well, he was PJ Miller he like was him. like abusive on set like he was a terrible person and uh because he was one of the big names on the show uh a lot of the cast and and definitely Mike Judge and and like the the production itself made a lot of excuses for him and allowed him to continue to be a terrible person oh, um, and this is going to say uh, he was also a terrible person on Transformers three. Wait, I think Paul Nanjiani is also on your like hit list because he's wonderful. No, no, they're on, they're on, they're on notice. Like That's it's like, like, great. like, look. I think Kamel Nanjiani has 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 done enough since then to to to. I the majority of this whole like uh, is 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 directed at the production and Mike judge, because I think that the stars of the show were muzzled. I think that they were told if you go out into the public and you talk about this, you will be fired. Um, Uh, Now the fact that they didn't all quit in response to something like that, uh, if that's what happened, that like, like that's the only thing that I can, that I can, think is that like is that they were all told like hey you keep your mouth shut about this or there won't be a silicon valley anymore right um can i just before we yeah go ahead on, before we move on from him i just want to say that again i'm watching john oliver as one of the only shows that i like watch with any sort of regularity and like bummed that he missed the like 
opportunity to make fun of Four Seasons Total Landscaping this last Sunday. But yeah. shout out to the fact that he totally like did some sort of like he's like again I can't pronounce his name but he's like Kamal Nanjiani like got real ripped and it's making me feel weird <laughs> and it was great <laughs> like, was, was there a was there there was there can't have been an Adam Driver there wasn't joke. no it was he used he used Kamal Nanjiani and then he also used um uh the guy um inconceivable from um Princess Bride what's his name yeah that um, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, everybody yeah, knows. Everybody knows. But he like, and he does that thing where he just talks about them sexually for way too long. Yeah. Like, what? Good stuff. It's just like this shtick that I don't. Anyways, sorry. We can go back to yeah. talking about how problematic. No. So yeah, like I and and Thomas Middleditch was the main character in Silicon Valley. So I if it, like after the the production itself that didn't like come out and say, I mean, I think T.J. Miller was eventually fired from the show, but but it took way longer than it should have, and it it was one of the female leads that said, "Hey, this stuff is happening, and I'm not going back to that show because it's a toxic set, and I was treated." very poorly and she outlines everything whatever right um was it there's a lot of canadian actors on this show right now that i'm like started going through and googling because ben thomas middleditch is canadian and amanda crew i think is on the show and she's also canadian yeah um and also in a zach efron movie all things wait is it something uh, Saint cloud charlie st cloud is that a for some reason i feel like that that's a that's a that's the name of a movie but is is, uh, is, yeah. is 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 he in that? Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> there's your connection. Um, there's six degrees of separation between. I don't think anybody was Valley. looking for it, but I'm glad that you're here to tell us these things. I yeah. So, like, like I th- I I don't know. I just like Thomas Middleditch rubs me the wrong way because he I uh, I don't think that he's as nerdy as he likes to play on television, and I think that he very much plays up that that stuff um to uh, uh further his career but really in truth i think he's a bit of a i think he's a he's a lowercase d douchebag that's uh, uh that's fair to he, put a to put a nice fine point on it a little bit can i just one more six degrees of separation because google yeah. is telling me that dustin milligan is her partner that is what it's saying right now and dustin milligan is um Ted from Schitt's Creek, and I love Ted so much. And then he's also Canadian. Oh, look at all these little Canadian sweethearts that are together. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it totally says that they're they've been together for like ten years. Holy cool. Anyway, sorry. That's <laughs> I'm done now. Okay. You can talk about. Are you whatever. done? You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. All of the like things are extended or expand. Ex- I'm I'm good. I told I told you that we were going to do a tight ninety minutes, and right. we're at one twenty seven. That's a, so that an hour twenty seven. So that's that's the ninety minutes. I love it. Well, I'm happy. So, I'm happy if you're happy. Yeah, we were we did talk last night about Star Wars about the Mandalorian. I don't think that that's going anywhere. I think that we'll still be able to talk about that in the future. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know what? We'll have a better conversation because we'll we'll have seen the next episode. Oh yeah. Well, actually, by the time that we come back, we'll have seen the next two because next week I'll be uh, doing a solo episode. So I just recording by myself for the Patreon exclusive. Which if you are a Patreon supporter at the five dollar level or above you'll get but if you're not then you won't you just won't get it all right and i don't even feel bad about saying that because i uh, because you made that choice you you made that choice yeah. okay. to not listen to me talk to myself <laughs> for at least an hour uh it's right you know i did the first episode and and i acknowledge it in the episode of like oh man my voice is rough because i've been talking for an hour straight with no break. And then like the next day I realized like you're by yourself. Just take a break and drink something. You can edit that out. Like you can edit the pauses out. You didn't need to do that. Anyways, um, I'm figuring this stuff out as I go, you know, 12 years in it's, it's not like I haven't been podcasting for over a decade. That's fine. It's fine. NBD, NBD. Anyways. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not, not tweeted anything new. You'll be happy to know. 
in yeah um um what i will say is that is, is uh i if you're a, if you are a patreon supporter um i throw me some topics i that's what i'm gonna do in the in the exclusive episodes is i'm gonna i'll make a post on patreon uh, that you guys can leave comments on but leave a comment with a topic of something that you want me to talk about and uh and we'll do it basically as like a like an ama cool like a like a like a uh, yeah just just ask me what i think about i don't know what's my favorite pokemon and i'll and i can talk for 15 minutes on that and then ask answer another question i so yeah yeah i'll uh, i'll make that post and uh, if you're in the if you're on we set up a discord but nobody's on it and i don't really i don't know how to use discord i, was gonna say, I don't know how to use discord i'm trying to we're trying to set up a christmas it's weird party it's like streaming thing and we're going through all these different streaming services and i don't know i don't get it i don't get discord if somebody wants to if somebody out there in in our patreon supporter community wants to to take that on and uh, and ch- and champion the Discord. I we I set up the community, and I would love for it to be a place for people to go. But uh, I <laughs> I'm not going to be the one to make it happen. I yeah, I think on that note we're done. I th- I think I think uh, I think we can I think we can call it there. I uh, thank you everybody for listening, and uh, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back next week by myself. Amanda will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, but that's it thanks for listening stay safe everybody wash your hands and be kind to one another follow the thunderquack podcast on twitter instagram and facebook by searching the thunderquack podcast you can support us in three ways first by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access, ad-free episodes, and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more